is wrong and the Casa Club is once again in the arena. From the West Coast, the priest who's running to the ring to hug best friends because he too has got to give with the people what they want, Michael Sadev. Uh. From the East Coast, the priest who's doubling down on his weekly shout out to Britt Baker DMD by offering to drive her around in her golf cart is me, Matt Rhodes. And from the Gulf Coast, the priest who's waiting in the stands because he knows he doesn't need to run down to John Moxley. John Moxley will run up to him. Our moderator, Worst Stewart. How's That's it going, fellas? Right, right. He's done Thank it again. He's done it again. Great <laughs> job, Matt. I thought, just when I thought you couldn't top last week's, that was good. It's, it's getting challenging, but it's fun. I'm enjoying this. Shout out to John Moxley. <laughs> you know, Shout out to John Moxley. You know I'll have an off week when one week we log on and start the podcast recording, and it's just like, hey, we're back. Hey, here we are. But we are back for the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time episode of Casa Club. Shout out to Booker T. Can you dig it? Don't you dare be sour. Give it up (laughs) for your five time episode podcast (laughs) and feel the power of the Cassette Club. We are back for episode number five, and we have got uh, just a too sweet episode for you today. We are going to do some recaps. We are going to do some predictions for Clash of Champions, and then we've got another Trinity list for you. Chris Masters? Oh, Chris is. Listen, that's going to be up to you whether or not Chris Masters. <laughs> Our weekly Master Lock Challenge. And, you know, may, basically, if we keep mentioning it, maybe he'll just come on the podcast. Who knows? That would be, that would be something. That would really be something. Uh, but I don't know. Will there be a Master Lock Challenge this week? Who knows? But I do know that we have got a great show for you guys today. Uh, should we get into it? No time like the present. Let's do it. Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's ring the bell. We are in on Raw on Monday night. Raw happened. Um, <laughs> Raw happened. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. I mean, the whole, the whole show was bad. The whole show was bad. And... I- I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go with it. I mean, we have the obvious things that, that we're obviously going to talk about one big thing that happened to kick the show off. But I, I'm going to try to be positive because I like wrestling. Good luck. But, right, <laughs> I mean, whew, the, the show, I mean, man, we get, we get the big retribution reveal and boy did it disappoint Mm. what is did y'all have any thoughts on the retribution reveal because i have a few but i want to hear what y'all thinks first yeah i had a lot of thoughts number one (laughs) why do they hate us as fans Why? why two who was on drugs and came up with these names and three, whoever was running the Twitter account who thought that's a flapjack by slapjack was a really good tweet. I just want you to know 
that I hate you and I hope you have a bad day. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Somebody's hot uh, about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he should be. And the whole wrestling world should be hot about this. And if they're not hot, they should just be laughing because it was awful. It was, it was terrible. And they showed up and it's very obviously Mia Yim. It's very obviously Dajakovic. T-Bar. And it's, and it's very obvious. Yeah, okay. And it's very obviously Dia Madden, right? It's like, it is not, but they're not those those people because they're not even like they're not even like saying that that these people existed before this moment right so nobody told her to dye her hair a different color blue so so they just basically just took them right off of nxt and then put them there and didn't didn't do anything like didn't change like they're they're not they're not talking about their NXT characters. They're not formerly known as Dijakovic, formerly known as Dio Madden. They are Slapjack, Mace, <laughs> and T-Bar. And <laughs> it's like, just to hear you say that is so stupid. <laughs> I have to tell you, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard when they said their names and Michael, or not Michael Cole, who's the announcer guy now? I don't know who the dude is. Uh, whatever his name is they said the names and i said oh no and then laughed those were my exact <laughs> words and it was it it's un, we, we don't know the names of mia yim or mercedes martinez or whatever her name is there, there was there was a, a a name that was floated and then was was x'd out which like that means they did get rid of some of the names and that's what we got left yeah. But the, uh, Mia, uh, Mia's name was supposed to be uh, Shatter. Mm. Mm-hmm. It looks like they basically like stopped in at Party City and got like <laughs> E14 off the wall, which is just a Walmart Bane mask. No one cared I mean, who I was till I put on the mask. It is so. So, do we think Vince's favorite movie of all time is The Dark Knight Rises? Because we had John Moxley in the gas mask and the Bane trench coat. Yeah. Uh, we've, we're getting this, this run around again. I'm waiting for the Joker to show up. Yeah, someone's is. Someone's back there even backstage and creative's favorite movie is The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. I mean, it's – I – or like the Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim both had the Hannibal Lecter masks. Yeah. Like, like what? Well, and they, they can't do Joker because uh, Dixie tried that in TNA back in the day with Sting when he was nah. doing Joker Sting, and that went over real well. And friggin' The Fiend has a Joker mask, right? He has a one of, from one of the comics. But can we, like, the most ridiculous part of this, I think, is that they make sure to tell them, to tell the audience, that they have signed contracts. That, like, Oh my gosh. Because when someone comes in and starts vandalizing and throwing Molotov cocktails, breaking windows, uh, taking chainsaws to your rings, uh, wrecking people, uh, wreaking havoc on, on everything, on all your production, the first thing you want to do, the very first thing is say, 
hey, you guys want to come work for us? What? When, when the goal of Retribution is to destroy the WWE. And that's what they say in the promo that they cut at the very beginning. Dijakovic says something like, we're here because all you care about is, you know, all you care about is money and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to show you that the blah, 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 blah. Like, you're, they're paying you. <laughs> According to the story, they are paying you. Does, so I don't understand. I, I, ooh, ha. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Michael. So does this, I, I just think maybe we just do this one and we get it out of the way. Okay, we're, we're paying them. Uh, yeah. And the reason, the reason is hashtag just because. That's right. <laughs> We're paying you. And the, the line was, and they signed contracts. So that means they can do whatever they want when they want. It's like, they could, oh, they could do that before. So now you're just paying them to do whatever they wanted to do before. And now you guys look like idiots. This whole thing, none of it. What did we say last week? We said, you know, retribution will work if it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Could have been great. None, none of this makes any sense. None of it. Absolutely none of it. I, 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 don't, I don't know where they go from, from here. I don't know what they do. This feels to me like a, an angle and a storyline that they build up, build up, build up. And then they just drop it. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like, like the so Rowan, many other things. It kind of feels like the Rowan mystery box spider thing that they carried around. Matt, go ahead. So here's my thought for the end of it. First of all, yeah, it makes zero sense. The very end, they've been building this match between the Hurt Corporation, Hurt, Hurt Business, Hurt Business. I keep wanting to upgrade them to a corporation. <laughs> Hurt Business and Retribution, building it, building it, building it. Then it turns into a cluster. Then they have the whole locker room run in. So yeah. I'm part of me was wondering by that point, did they do this at the beginning? And then they started looking at social media and realized how much they botched it. So by having the locker room run in, that's when they killed it, just at the very end, end of Retribution. And we again, we talked about this before. They could have really continued to build this and built it well. But the way they worked this out in the, in the writer's room, mm-hmm. if I were to take it back to the introduction of the NWO, it would have gone something like this. Week one, Scott Hall walks in. You wonder why I'm here. I know why I'm here. Next week, a friend of mine will be here. Week two, Kevin Nash shows up. Week three, somebody says there's a third man, and Hogan leans around and goes, oh, yeah, it's me. Yeah. yeah. NWO would have lasted yeah. three weeks if they'd had WWE writers writing it the way they've been writing Retribution. They never would have gotten to, to Scott Norton and the NWO if they, had, uh, if they had done it like that. I mean, come on. So I, the fact that they had him in a match was – absolutely absurd not only is it a match it's a match where there's rules and they're obeying all the rules and they're like holding the rope for a tag and they're like waiting for you know the waiting to be tagged before they come in they're listening to the referee they're 
a group well, that is built on breaking the rules is now their story is now that they're following the rules. And, well, they've become very civilized where, ah! where they only stick to raw, you know, SmackDown's on Fox right. and, and they don't want to mess up that, that deal. Yeah. Now they're doing the tag ropes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, I think this whole week, the wrestling world has said a lot of what we're saying. Yes. And a side note, hurt business face or heel. I mean, these guys are switching characters more than big show did. Yeah. I mean, big show Monday's a heel. Monday night. He's a face Friday. He's a heel. How about a little heel turn? Listen, these guys I, what are they doing the with show. hurt business? I'm in on the hurt business. I they're they are raw for me. They are they're the only good thing about raw right now, I think. Um, but I oh man. They switched um, mid show. I mean you're right, Matt. Like yeah. Wild breakneck heel turns here. The so the, what you were you were talking about, Matt, the the locker room run in. And we saw that the locker room run in served zero purpose ex- it, it was a vehicle to get to one thing. And one thing only, and it was Randy Orton out of nowhere, RKO, to end the show. Meanwhile, there are, once again, there are retribution people strewn throughout the floor, all around the ring, and not a one person, not one, decides to try to take a mask off. Not one. Not one. Um, it's, it's very stupid. <laughs> It's very stupid. I, I, so was, I was there anything like from it. was there anything from Raw that we that that anybody enjoyed? Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done with this yet. We got to go back to. <laughs> Where, what is the one? What is the one? Do you think this is it as far as leadership goes? Like, do you think there is going to be another, like, I don't know, uh, another leader that's gonna that's looming somehow? Um, you know, we kind of tried to play this out in past episodes are like, who, who's the leader, whatever. Now it kind of looks like that. It's just these five NXT people. Do we think there's another higher, higher, not higher power, ex- like exalted one. Right. Um, do we think there's, there's somebody like that? Cause I have a, I have I heard a theory that would be interesting, but I don't know how they would get there in an interesting way. The only, the only way that this could work in my opinion yeah which means truth our truth our truth oh that'd be great our truth for for the our truth our truth is the head of retribution no he's not go ahead it could only work if it's cm punk and i know that look i don't i don't want cm punk back in wrestling i've i think he's so overhyped and you're you're uh, anti-cm punk a big yeah this this is a anti CM Punk at least well uh, we'll 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 get, we'll get there one day but um <laughs> i i think if he came on and said yeah we named him T-Bar and Mace and all this stupid stuff because we knew that you idiot fans would love it you we knew that you uh you know dumb wrestling whatever whatever you want to do uh WWE sheep would follow this mm. um look how dumb you you look and and then they run off as heels of like insulting the fans insulting uh you know raw and creative and and do that sort of thing uh because otherwise i mean this is scorched earth i just had a horrible thought oh great um 
think Man, back give to, it to creative yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess this qualifies me for creative <laughs> think back to the days of the undertaker in the ministry and who's running the show running the show vince drops the hood it was me all along then fast forward you've got different segments throughout the years where it turns out vince is really the one driving everything god help me for saying this what if one week retribution comes out and we finally get the unmasking that we want, except it's somebody unmasking themselves and it turns out it's Vince. I, mean, like, I, I, I know it's Vince. I know it's Vince. And that's why I'm frustrated. So at see, least, at least in that case, I could see Austin stun him and have some, some happiness, but I don't think he even would want to own up to this crap show. I think, I think one of the only other possibilities that would make sense is if it's Triple H. And, and actually all these people, you know, he think about what, what Retribution is saying they're doing, you know, uh, we've been, you know, kept down the whole time, all this kind of stuff. And Triple H also, uh, his angle is, you know, the old man won't let go of power. Um, it's my turn to run things. Um, and, and the time is now. And if you're not going to give it up, we're going to take it. Shades of Kevin Owens coming up from NXT and what he that's, said. That's the, only, that's the only thing I think that really and truly makes any sense. But, I, you know, that I'm not on Raw Creative. Um, I don't think anybody's on Raw Creative. <laughs> So, so then why the names, though? What do you do with that? Yeah, it's stupid. Well, I mean, does Triple H go, I was just kidding. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Their names really aren't T-Bar. It's actually <laughs> Dijakovic. Uh, but you couldn't tell. Um, anyway. Okay, now I'm done. I feel, I, feel, I feel much better now. Well, Michael and Worth, you mentioned another name that I want to touch on for Raw. Oh, yeah. Our truth. <laughs> what in the world is Sharknado? Was the Sharknado segment with Rest in peace. With the referee getting tackled in the ocean for no apparent reason whatsoever. I mean, I was thinking they were going to hide in the ocean because they knew he was coming. They take the belt. Well, he puts the belt down and then it floats around and then it floats back to him and he picks it up and walks off. Yeah. I mean, Perfect I realize plan. I realize he's the 39-time 24-7 champion, and I'm not doing the Booker T. 39, 39, 30. But, I mean, I thought Underground was the filler when the writers were like, I don't know, I got nothing. Now I'm thinking they're just doing whatever the writers go blank. They just do random stupid crap. Yeah, Sharknado, man. Well, now that we've seen – someone get eaten by a shark. Right. One, okay, yeah. so th the joke that has to be made here is that Raw has jumped the shark. I mean, that has Hello. to be said. Let's put it out. Yeah, We've let's do that. You. Thank you. All right. The second part is he has to come back as a zombie, right? Like AJ Styles, we, we missed an opportunity there when he was buried alive by Undertaker. Yeah. They got to do something with, the, with, with zombie, you know, I don't know, puked up shark guts. I, I don't know what you do. But 
But yeah, Matt, this just can't be ignored. Oh, you, I tell you what you do. You book Tara Reed because you got to have Tara Reed if there's a shark anywhere. It would be amazing. It's uh, Akira Tozawa. Is that was it? Akira Tozawa who did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Akira Tozawa. He comes back as wasn't John Tenta the shark in WCW? Oh, he was the shark in the tugboat and earthquake. No, he wasn't tugboat. He was earthquake no, he and uh, he was earthquake and he Golga. was yeah. <laughs> He's going in the oddities, wasn't he? Uh, um, cuts right here. Hello. This is why you listen to Classic Club. That's right for for all these '90s references, and uh, earlier, and <laughs> earlier, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. Our truth was a little bit of laughter. Who knew I was going to laugh at this and at the names of retribution? Who yeah, knew laugh, I would laugh so much? Crying. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, the the underground match, which was built up, was Dabakato and Braun Strowman. So I have to say, I like the idea of like it being kind of a stipulation match. Like we're going to have a Raw Underground match, um, but I don't like Raw Underground being a thing and then being like, oh, we're going to have a match. I don't like the whole like parallel world kind of thing. Um, I I would you know I think I can get down with with it being. Like if they met out and they said, you know what, we're going to take this to the underground. It's going to be an underground match. Um, but, you know, Davicato got beaten, you know, the monster that they've been trying to promote and bring up got beaten 90 seconds, basically. Uh, and, and there was nothing to it. Um, and that was it. It was just a bunch of, you know, two big dudes slapping at each other for, for a minute and a half. And, uh, and then that was it. And, and and why, Michael? Yeah. Hashtag just because. Right. And so we we got nothing out of that. We got nothing out of that. Uh, didn't help anybody. Um, but I, I'm done with Raw. Are you guys done with Raw? I was done with Raw 10 minutes into Raw. Yeah. Michael, you done with Raw? I've been done with Raw. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's move on. So did anybody watch the, the late night AEW? I, I missed it. I didn't catch it. Uh, I looked all over the place for when it was coming, and, uh, and it was that midnight show. It essentially seemed like it was, it was uh, a test for this uh, potential second show, but it was show, really yeah. an episode of Dark. I mean, yeah. so there wasn't much to report there. Yeah, not much happening. Um, so Wednesday night uh, was our, we're back with both AEW and NXT happening on Wednesday night. NXT had two big matches. It was the Women's Battle Royal to see the number one contender for the next TakeOver. And Candice LeRae won that one. She will go on to face Io Shirai at TakeOver for the NXT Women's title. And then we had... Uh, the gauntlet eliminator match uh, in which Kyle O'Reilly won and Kyle O'Reilly will go on to the same NXT takeover to take on the Prince Finn Balor for the NXT championship. Um, I think, both I, would I, be think good I think that will, I think that will actually be a very good match. Uh, two, two pretty good workers there I'd say, and maybe starts the, the, the kickoff for, Adam Cole uh, and the and the UE uh, friction. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. I don't think um, he's taking the title off of Finn though. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see it either. I think Finn holds on to it uh, for a good long while. Uh, that seems to me to be the right thing uh, to have a stalwart, legit champ uh, like Adam Cole became for a long time. I, I think, I think having Finn with the title uh, is a good move, and so I think they need to keep it on him. Um, so moving on to Dynamite, there's a lot. Dynamite, I liked, I liked Dynamite. I thought it was a good show. Um, we'll we'll kind of go through this pretty quickly and, and stop on a few things. Uh, we don't need to harp too much on on this. Uh, Miro debuted in a, in his first match. Uh, it was a tag match. It was Miro and Kip Sabian versus uh, Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. It was not a good match. It just wasn't. Um, I, I thought it was the wrong. I don't know. I, I feel like they could have done a better. They could have done better for Miro uh, in his first wrestling match. Um, I understand why he was in a tag match. Um, it was just kind of sloppy. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of direction. Uh, it just seemed like they were kind of getting their getting their spots in. And but Matt, you pointed out that his leg you know, had something, something off there, right? Yeah, he looked like he tweaked it and came up limping, but then later he's not limping. And so I'm wondering to myself, we, te- we texted back and forth. Did he really hurt it? Was, a little, was it a legit tweak of his ankle and he was just muscling through it? Or was he supposed to act like it was tweaked and then he forgot and then just jumped right in back to full health? But I don't know, you know, in this match, like you were just saying, Worth, and then in a lot of the matches, I saw a lot of sloppiness because it's like moves started a little bit too early, and then they were having to wait just a split second longer, yeah. but long enough where it looked like, all right, I'm going to duck down, wait for the kick, but I've ducked too early. And so then you've got somebody, for instance, just with their head down. Right. There was just a lot of that throughout the I- show. As, as much as I love Joey Janela, I don't think Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss are a good team. I don't think they, like, know how to work together. I don't think that they are in sync as far as, like, making those <clears throat> spots happen. And I don't think they're doing the kind of matches that Joey thrives in. So, so that might be a symptom of what we're seeing. Uh, Joey Janela's never been, like, a technical wizard. No one has ever – no one has – I mean, that's nothing against him. I, I love Joey Janela. I love his work. I think he's good at what he does. He's a bad, I, bad boy. But, but I, you know, no one's ever mistaken him for Bret Hart, right? I mean, it's it, – he's uh, – he's, he's got the hair. He's got, he's got the hair. But um, I feel like there's a lot of potential with Sonny Kiss. I think Sonny Kiss uh, could possibly be good. I think they kind of make an odd couple tag team, which I think is interesting. And I, I think they could be fun to watch. Um, but I don't know. I, I just thought Miro, Miro looks like a million bucks right now. He looks jacked. I think they should have had him just come in and absolutely destroy everybody. I would have much rather seen him come in and basically squash Janela and, and Sunday Kiss than kind of do the little spot fest stuff that they were doing. I don't know. I, I mean, I like the spot fest stuff when when it's done well and when it has a purpose and all that kind of stuff. But they were just kind of doing stuff, it felt like, and it didn't feel like there was any direction with it. But I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. Devil's advocate question here. Had he come in and just squashed everybody? I mean, one of the criticisms AEW is getting is, you know, it's turning into a bunch of former WWE guys. Had he come in and squashed everybody, would that have opened him up to criticism? 
Well, that's what Vince did when he when he premiered in WWE. He came in and for months and months was just untouchable. So I'm wondering if maybe there was some actual thought to not making him look invincible for fear of you know opening him up to criticism. But once again, they're just copying Vince. That might be. Thoughts. Go ahead, Michael. That might be. That might be. I mean, both you know, world champion, TNT champion, former WWE guys, but. I don't know. I don't know that you can really worry about that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, in my opinion, it's like, who, who cares? Right. Um, you know, he, you're, I don't think you're doing him any, any favors by putting him in a match. That's, that looks like it did. I, I just don't think so. Um, I understand, you know, he hadn't wrestled in, six seven months right and so you put him in there the tag team to help him get his lungs under him and stuff but can you get lungs under you is that what you can do i guess you can um, ask tyrod taylor yeah, yeah. Oh, yikes um so anyway i i don't know i hopefully we'll see bigger things for him i think he has potential to be great i think he he looks like i said he looks like a million bucks um yeah, we'll see what happens with Miro. Uh, once he loses Kip Sabian, I think he'll be. You know, oh yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah, yeah. down. He's to a singles guy. He's a yeah, singles for guy. sure, for sure. And Go ahead, Matt. And something to think about for the weeks ahead: what trajectory? I mean, ultimately, he's going to be in the heavyweight championship race, contender, uh, being contender for it. But before then, you put him on track for TNT, or do you put him on track for FTW? FTW. I want. I so badly want the FTW to be a thing. Uh, and I know they have plans for it. So that's, you know, we, uh, okay. That's it. <laughs> Michael subdued himself. Um, all right, let's keep, let's keep pushing through. Yeah, let's keep it moving. Um, we, a couple other things. Kenny was back on commentary, uh, for another hangman match. Hangman took on, uh, it was Evil Uno, Uno, right? Evil Uno. Yeah. Uh, which was a, a pretty good match. Um, Kenny, I think the point of Kenny was 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 made there. You know, he's just coming on to commentate and just uh, kind of subtly trash Hangman. <laughs> what did what did y'all think about this one? I think they're setting up for uh, the this big, you know, because because we're going. Why is Kenny, you know, taking so long for this turn? Why are we just watching these matches over and over again? Seems like things are sort of just sitting there and not happening. And I think. What will be done and, and could be very uh, interesting is to let Hangman build up the, this, this win-loss record to, uh, you know, Kenny's talking about the rankings over and over and over again. They're really making that a point. Yeah. And I would love if, as Hangman continues to win and win and win, Kenny finally acknowledges him. Hangman is overjoyed that Kenny comes back to the ring. Hangman feels like, I've earned his respect once again. Kenny says, let's have a match together. Let's have a match again. And for Hangman, that means a tag match, like the good old days. And for Kenny, it means a Kinshasa right to the dome. Mm. One, two, three, takes his, uh, the, the, the credit or the, uh, the, you know, the, the stats that, that Hangman has built up and just mm. leapfrog, leapfrogs him into, the, into a, a higher ranking. But, Kinshasa. Yeah, what, look, shout out to Shinsuke. Yeah. V-Trigger, whatever, <laughs> V-trigger. you know. It, V-Trigger! Shinsuke made it famous, but. <laughs> I like that. 
true. I like it. That'd, that'd be good booking. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with Call that. Call me, Tony. <laughs> we had a big return. Um, so after after uh, Brody Lee got done uh, with his match, lights go out, um, and then some sounds start happening. And what do we get? We get Cody returns, comes in, does a run in, uh, cleans house, and uh, he's got dark hair, which you know I think probably is because he's filming something. And um, why does he have that? Hashtag just for men. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was you swerved me on that one. I wasn't ready for that. Particularly oh. proud of that one. <laughs> You've been waiting to drop that one since you <laughs> saw Dynamite last night, haven't you? You've been waiting on it. You've been uh. waiting. Oh man. Uh, so uh, an uh, interesting thing from that man, Brody Lee dropped a crazy good promo after that. Uh, I mean, it was just all fire and quoted Johnny Cash in it. Uh, it was awesome. I don't know if everybody caught that. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was so good. And then he brought out the dog collar. I'm, uh, I hope it leads to a dog collar match with Cody. Uh, I think Cody going back to another old school, stipulation uh, is a lot of fun uh, i hope they'll they'll do something with that and make it good make it something uh kind of new and fresh but still have an old school feel i'll tell you one thing i liked about the match uh orange cassidy they're continuing to play him up i think they're finally buying into his ability and so it wasn't a squash match he actually you know had a couple had a couple of near falls and it, it was it was solid for him. I mean, Brody, of course, had had to squash at the end, but it took him a long time to get there. But I like the way they're continuing to try and find ways to plug uh, Orange Cassidy into different things and continue building mm -hmm. him up in the ring because I think he's got a lot of ability. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't waste him or or you know just just cut him out uh, for this TNT match, which which I appreciate. I will say though, I will say, I have my my doubts and my concerns with with this Cody return it seemed to me that it happened too fast that mm -hmm. this I was really enjoying Brody Lee's TNT run and I think it still has a lot more legs to go I thought they could have really waited on this and that this could have been this could have happened at you know fight uh, fighter fest or you know I mean, even fight all out, fallen, if you wanted to or... wait that long, fight for the fallen, any of these big shows, um, so that it really meant something. And, you know, there's a couple of reports that a lot of people weren't on AEW this week, uh, some COVID concerns. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe this was in reaction to a situation where a number of people, Lance Archer, uh, one of the sort of dark guys, um, and this fear that the that the coronavirus has spread through the AEW locker room, and this is one mm -hmm. of those things where you just gotta you gotta make up for it. Yeah, because it doesn't make it, sense it, otherwise. Right, right. Kind of needed a pop and, and to do something. Uh, yeah, Lance Archer uh, was supposed to be there right for uh, for Dynamite and couldn't do it, uh, so they announced last second that Michael's favorite wrestler, uh, Eddie Kingston. Also uh, dressed as as uh, fat Kill Bill last night. 
Just. He looked. He looked like the Sultan. Uh, just from the nineties. I just was, don't get why Rikishi, people right? like him. Was it like, the Sultan Rikishi? I, I don't. I, I would have rather have seen the Sultan. I just can. You, can somebody explain to me why people like him? Oh, like, you're gonna you're gonna get some heat for this one. There's a lot of people who love him. And, and here's it. I want to know. I want to know why. I want to be convinced because yeah. I don't like a thing about him. I would love to. Yeah. But tell me what. Is it the promo? Because that's not very good. I'm yeah. sorry. All right. He is it he the wrestling? Because all he can do, I'll be honest with you, throws a mean chop. I'll give him that. Heck yeah. of a chop. Yeah. But you got to give me more than that. I chop you all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent on him, but I don't know. Anyway, um, FTR, does the FTR segment where? Uh, yeah, I think you mean the best friend segment. Oh, I do. Sorry. Yes. Would you like to take this segment? Talk about <laughs> this segment and why they you got to them? give the people what they want. Word. And, and it's more want? best friends. Yeah. I was super psyched when I saw the best friends come out uh, and, and sort of step up to FTR. The problem with it is you they're not going to get it. Do what? Say it again. The problem with this is you know they're not going to get the titles. Yeah. And the best friends are, I arguably, I think, are the most over tag team in, in AEW right now. That match with the with the team formerly known as LAX the street uh, fight. was so great. Yeah, so They're, good. They, they pop the crowd every time. They deserve the world. Um, and you know, now that the sort of hangman Kenny thing is in limbo, it feels like FTR is kind of just hanging out in the wind as well. I I'm interested to see what happens with all this because you're right does you know it seemed like the ftr storyline and the kenny hangman storyline and maybe the young buck storyline kind of all were intertwined a bit and now it's all, all that's kind of cooled down and so we'll see we'll see what happens with that going forward uh i don't know i don't know what's going to happen i know matt wanted that four horsemen coming and so did yeah, i yeah you too oh it's that, still coming they're st they're still building for it it's just real subtle at this point yeah, they just got to get Sting's contract under control and then Matt's <laughs> Matt's dream of Sting all Sting all the time will will be uh will, will happen. Yeah, that'll be the the spin-off show, the Stinger Network. Yeah, it'll be great. I got to tell you about FTR one th one thing that impressed me and I think they've got their their strongest out of ring asset right now is Tully. Cuz Tully, yeah. I love listening to Tully on the mic and he was Cutting another great promo the other night, uh, and I just think, you know, FTR is not great on the mic. Uh, there are a couple other folks, one of whom we won't mention because it always sets Michael off. Uh, but Telly's great on the mic. You know, let the ones that are good with the mic work handle it. And you know, for me, I know some people want to hear more from FTR. Kind of like building the mystique. Let Telly do the talking for the time being. RIP to Sean Spears, wherever you are, we miss you. We're putting your face on milk cartons. Um, do. But hopefully one day we'll see you soon. One day, one of these days, we'll, we'll see you once again, my friend. All right, so uh, we had another segment with uh, Matt Hardy. <laughs> Matt Hardy and Private Party 
Uh, Matt Hardy was cutting a, a promo. He <laughs> kept flooding his lines. Uh, it was kind of felt for him. Um, but then, uh, then the inner circle came out. And so now we're set up to have Isaiah and Chris Jericho in a match. Yeah, I just, it was sloppy all around. I mean, Jericho, who's usually one of the sharpest guys on the mic, was a little bit wooden. He didn't have his usual pop. Uh, Cassidy's uh, closing line. Oh, my about, gosh. Uh, well, I can't even remember what it was. Beating your Le Champion ass or whatever it was. It was just so horribly awkward and fell flat. Um, the whole segment, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. It needs more build than just this random, everybody's in the ring, starts talking, suddenly we've got, yeah. you know, the one person that hasn't faced Jericho yet. I, I need more build. This was almost like, you know, again, is this, to what Michael was talking about earlier, is this COVID reaction? They had to come up with something quick to, to build. Might have been. Might have been. I, I think it is, man, because this, AEW doesn't kind of do this thing, and, and yeah. I think I think they're, they were scrambling a bit. Yeah, it, that's what it seems like to me. Uh so who knows? But who the question knows? is, is Jericho going to put him over? That's what I want to say. I mean, he's ma- he's making stars left and right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anything else for Dynamite? No, I mean it was it was a good show. I give it like a B B plus overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I would I would agree with you there. Um, it had its its highlights and also had its eh, whatever. It would have been moments. an A plus. It would have been an A plus with Britt Baker DMD, but yeah, she wasn't there. She just wasn't saying. there. She Come on, Tony. All right, guys. I think it's time. We have a pay per view coming up this Sunday. The Sunday night is Clash of Champions WWE, and it is time once again for Michael to put his title on the line, his Golden Sanctuary title. My title, exactly. His golden <laughs> cincture title. He won it off of SummerSlam. Nope. AEW's all, all out. double or nothing. That's all right. out. All out. Where is my mind? That was only like two weeks ago. Yeah, of course. On all, all out. I'll never forget it. it. Yeah, he'll never forget <laughs> it. That's right. Uh, but the golden cincture is up for grabs once more. When we're going to make predictions now for Clash of Champions, the real thing, the real thing that we're going to have to really check ourselves on is, do we even know what's on the card? <laughs> do they know what's on the card? Do they know what's on the card? Do we uh, have any idea that these people are going to be fighting? And there's, I guarantee you half the card will be like, didn't know this match was happening. Let's well, I, I have the anyway. card. I have the card as of two hours ago. That's about as good as you'll get, I think, at this point. <laughs> Let's run through it. Let's do it. All right. We've got the kickoff match, Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Zelina Vega. It's so ridiculous that the Raw Women's Championship is on the kickoff show, I think, but I don't know. So, Worth, who you got for this? I think, I think it's Asuka. I think Zelina Vega puts on a good show. Uh, they kind of boost her up. It's time to have her a run, but I think it's Asuka. Got to be Asuka. 
Well, I think for the first, well, no, I take that back. We were in agreement on a couple for all out. I've got Oscar as well, because I think Zelina's got potential, but you got to build the feud. Yeah. You can't just if, have be one and done. If you're on the pre-show, I don't think you're switching the title. Nah, probably not. All right. Then we it's happened in. before, but not this yeah. time. Usually followed by whoops. Yeah. All right. United States Championship, Bobby Lashley, Apollo Crews. I think it's Lashley. Yeah, they don't like Apollo Crews. It's yeah. Bobby Lashley. Definitely and Bobby the Hurt Business is raw. I don't know why they like Bobby Lashley, except now he's attached to the Hurt Business. But I, I think it's definitely Bobby Lashley. All right, I'm going to be the contrarian here because even though I just talked about the fact that I think the run-in by the locker room on Raw put an end to retribution, I'm going to back that train up a little bit. I think somehow because this is a bit a match involving the Hurt Business that Retribution is going to be involved somehow and okay. cost Lashley the match. So I'm going for Apollo for this one. I like it. I like the reasoning. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I don't see <laughs> that may be the one that cost me the cincture too much. Oh, or, or it could win you the cincture. That's Who true. Knows That's true. All right. Then we've got the women's tag championship match: Nia and Shayna versus the Riot Squad. I think the Riot Squad take it, and I think we see Nia and Shayna blow up. Oh right. man! Yeah. Give Liv, I mean, it, give Liv the gold. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it makes sense because. They're a real tag team, but Nia and Shayna just got the belts. Yeah. See, this is what WWE does to you. They put people together and give them titles when they don't, they're not a tag team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the Riot Squad. It sets up, you know, I think the I think Nia Jax and Shayna are gonna blow up at each other and then they'll fight. But who knows, right? I'm going Nia and Shayna. Ah, okay. Oh. I'm going Nia and Shayna. Because Vince is crazy, but he's not that – well, what am I saying? Yeah, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, I'm going – I'm sticking with it, but, yeah. Don't like I, don't, I, I don't like it. But that's why I like it. Yeah. And I'm going Riot Squad, and as I've gotten here, it's almost, like, it's almost like Worth wrote my notes. Too much heat with Nia and Shayna. All right, then we got, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, SmackDown champion tag championship match, Shinsuke Cesaro versus Lucha House Party. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro, that's who I'm going to pick. Right. Lucha House Party is Lucha House Party, I guess. I I'll give you a Kinshasa to the Lucha House Party. Yeah, Nakamura and Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, and I'm right there with you because, you know, why, why the Lucha House Party? Yeah. Now, in the other tag team championship match for Raw, we've got the Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza. Again. <laughs> yeah, for the 10 million time. Street Profits, Andrade and Garza finally split for good. Dunsky. You know, if you have a match a million times, one out of the million times, the other guys are going to win. I'm doing Andrade and Angel, and I think it's I think love, they finally get it. Love large numbers. <laughs> and I'm going Street Profits because there's just too much heat and they're going to fall apart. 
Michael, you want the smoke, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Ooh. Bailey and Nikki Cross. As much as I like Nikki Cross, which I do like Nikki Cross, um, it's Bailey. Duh. Michael. Yeah, it's got to be Bailey. I mean, there's a rare chance that Sasha comes out and costs for the title, and that's what makes the feud go. But why give it to Nikki? So there you go. Yeah. And I'm going with Bailey because I think in order to really build up the feud with Sasha, there has to be something that Sasha's going for besides revenge. So the only thing that I could think of for why they would give Nikki the title is to set up a feud with her and Alexa Bliss. Because, uh, and then Alexa kind of comes into her own as the, you know, the, the Firefly Funhouse version of Harley Quinn kind of thing. But that's also a stretch. And I don't know that that would ever actually happen, but who knows? Um, <laughs> but I'm still gonna go with, I'm still going with Bailey. All right, so cross the board on that one. Uh, Intercontinental Triple Threat, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. I really, really want it to be Sami Zayn. I'm going to say Sami Zayn. If they were smart, it would be Sami Zayn who never lost his title. But WWE hates Sami Zayn. They do, which is why I didn't want to pick him, but I did because I picked with my heart, not with my head. And that's why it's going to be Jeff Hardy. Ah, this is the one that's going to lose me the cincture. I just know it. If I lose, it's going to be because of this one. Well, just to throw a real wrench in the works, and I'm going out of my heart, too. I'm going with AJ. Oh. Whoa! Okay. This is a three-way dance. Yeah. All right. Fair w enough. WWE Championship <laughs> ambulance match, because you know Vince loves ambulances. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. My friends, it is the time. It is the time. They've danced around it for, for a while. They have. Randall Keith's title moment. Randall Keith. Randall Keith Orton. There you go. I agree. I'm picking Randy Orton as well. And I have this in my mind booked all the way to WrestleMania. I, I think I have an idea of what would be a great thing for them to do. I'm not going to share it with you because we're going to save that for another episode. But I'm picking Randy Orton as well. All right. And to round out the trifecta, I'm going with McIntyre. Oh. And I have, I have a separate reason because I've got a different booking through WrestleMania, which I also will not share. So I'm going with McIntyre for this one. All right. I love it. I do too. And we close out with the Family Feud Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso. Work. I mean, it's Roman Reigns. What? Why is this a? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think what happens is Roman Reigns wins. Jey Uso joins him. They're gonna start a tribe, and he's gonna he's the tribal leader. That they're gonna get Jimmy Uso involved. They're gonna you know get Nia Jax involved. Uh, they're gonna it's gonna be a new faction of people who just wreck people and leave right uh, that that's what it's gonna be I, that's what i think it is and i think roman reigns wins uh and we go forward from there 
So I definitely think it's Roman, but I think the opposite. We don't get a finger poke of doom. We get Jey Uso being destroyed. And it's Roman's heel turn. Uh, it's Roman's heel turn. And uh, he just has no mercy on his Uso. And, uh, and the, the heel turn is complete. Yeah, I don't think it's a finger poke of doom situation. I think he, I think he beats him. And then I think, I think you say he, he kind of plays this power figure and he's like, I've just beat the crap out of you, but, but I want you to join me. Join, join forces with me and let's rule this world together. And my pick for the universal match is Reigns. I've got a different scenario for booking again that we'll cover later on. But uh, yeah, it's just this also, unless there's a great build, this doesn't make sense. And I just pray that they build it the right way and don't turn this into retribution part two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have an idea of what a great build would be for for Roman Reigns and what he's going to do and where he's headed. Uh, I think it would be uh, I think it'd be awesome leading all the way up to WrestleMania. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know best what's going to happen. Best thing on SmackDown, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 good with with what's happening on SmackDown. I'm I've been enjoying it. Uh I've been enjoying it pretty good. Um well, that's that's the entire card, uh, Michael. I've already got the spot on my wall uh, cleaned out for the sanctuary. So you know, just whenever you're ready to package that thing up and send it on, you're gonna have to untie it from my cold, dead waist. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna wear it. I'm just I'm not hanging it up any. I'm just gonna wear it around my waist. We got church on Sunday. What do you think I'm wearing? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. All right. So. Is it time for our final segment of the night? Our final, our final and new segment. Yeah, so we started last week with uh, a new thing we're doing called the Trinity List. There's three of us. Uh, so our Trinity List uh, for last week was, um, it was our oblique moments of, you know, our favorite oblique moments in wrestling. Uh, and this week, we're going to do our Trinity list of our favorite titles in history. Our favorite championship titles in history. This is any title in history. Um, and we're going to do it like this. We're going to each pick three, but it's going to go kind of like a snake draft. So uh, number one, we'll pick first. Then number two, we'll pick second. Number three, and then they'll go three, two, one. One, two, three, three, two, one, until we all have three. And then, uh, and we'll see how this goes. We all agreed before we hit record that since Michael is the current holder of the Golden Sinkshire Championship, he will get to go first. The reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the world. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. I'm sorry. All, all I hear is Stone Cold going, what? What? <laughs> what? For the time being, at least, until Sunday night. Um, but, all right, so that, that's how this is going to work. Michael's going to go first. Matt and I are going to pick a number between 1 and 10 that Michael is going to choose, and that will decide how or who goes second, who goes third. So, Michael, do you have the number in your brain? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in the chat and you're going to see me pick this number and then I will send it so that you know I showed no favoritism. 
Okay. The number right. has been pressed. This is between one and 10, right? One and 10. I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to go with two. Okay. Ready? I'm going to hit. All right. Just seven. go ahead and hit it. Yeah. Oh. All right. So I get second pick. Uh, get for the pick. folks at home, it was eight. But you get the wraparound pick. Yeah. Sorry, folks at home. You couldn't see what was in our chat. All right. Okay. Michael, go ahead. So number one on my Trinity list, uh, on this Trinity list, is, you know, when we're considering, we're not just considering design, we're not just considering history, we're not just considering legacy or people who held it, we're doing all of those in one. And there is only one belt that encapsulates the majesty, the history, the beauty, and all that I already professional know wrestling is. gives us. I already know what this is going to be. What do you think it is, Worth? I think it's big gold. You know, for somebody who rocks a lot of gold and a gold cincture, it's got to be the big gold belt. <sighs> the history of it coming from the NWA days all the way down to WCW. Then into WWE. You know, the NWA belt uh, and, and the majesty that this brings along with it is unparalleled. Uh, I, I think it's hard to find any trophy or title that does that, not just in professional wrestling, but in the rest of sports entertainment, sports, anything, uh, anything else that holds such prestige and majesty. The big gold is the number one. I'm glad you picked that one. I could have seen this one coming from a mile away for you. Just as you could probably see my number one pick coming from a mile away. This is the title of my childhood. This is the title that was the title for any champion in the then WWF, okay? This is the title that I pretended to have when I wore a fanny pack. I had, I had two fanny packs growing up <laughs> that I pretended were title belts. And, and I know which one this is. And one was a black leather one and one was a hot pink one. And the hot pink one was the Intercontinental title belt. And the leather one was the one that I imagined myself as Bret Hart with it slung over my shoulder carrying. I imagined as Hulk Hogan strapped around my waist. And that is the winged eagle belt from the 90s. That is my all-time favorite belt. I have one legit um, I have one legit replica belt. It's funny just saying legit replica, but I have one legit <laughs> replica belt that I got, and it's the Winged Eagle, and I love it. I cherish it. I sleep with it uh, <laughs> around my waist. I, I would have bet, bet the house that it would have been the Winged Eagle. Winged Eagle. That's my number one pick. There you go. Nice. All right. I'm going back to my childhood. Look at this. So, years before you were born. There was a young man named Chris Master. No. Uh, <laughs> and there's your master lock moment. Your master lock <laughs> moment of the week. Mine also comes from the legacy of the NWA, uh, which the NWA title goes back to 1948. So it's a long legacy. But for me, I think a Harley Race. I think a Ric Flair. I think a Wahoo McDaniel. Don't I you think, do it. Don't I you do it, Matt. Oh, he's doing it. The domed belt. The domed oh, glow. 10 pounds of gold. The domed glow. For me, 
it's it's the memory. I mean, Flair coming out to do his promos on television and having the Dome Globe belt. I mean, for me, that was that was wrestling when I was a kid. And for me, <clears throat> that will always be the belt. I mean, 10 pounds of gold is great. The winged eagle is great. A lot of great belts. And we're going to talk about more of them. But for me, the one that I always go back to is the Dome Globe, just because that was, for me, that was the title when I was a kid. Yeah. I, you know, the, I think those are all really good, uh, really, really, really good number one picks. Hard to disagree. Hard to disagree with any of these picks. Um, well, it's great to see how the 10 pounds of gold, the dome globe has come back into uh, the main, you know, the main view of, of wrestling. A lot of that being done by Nick Aldis, the 10 pounds of gold documentary series on YouTube uh-huh. and the resurgence of the NWA. Yeah. And absolutely. guess what? That was talking Indies. Just kidding. We're going to get to it later. The <laughs> yeah. so worth, yeah, I think good. you are now up. No, it's Matt. Matt gets oh, the second. Oh, it's sec- Matt. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the- taken, so Matt gets the first pick of the second round. All right, second one for me um, was introduced the year I graduated from high school. Um, it's one that I like mostly because it represents the best in the wrestling business of cross promotion work. Uh, there's been uh, a lot of great title holders from all around the world, a couple of multi timers from the US. I am talking IWGP. No, you, oh my gosh. You look at the legacy. He did it. He did it. (laughs) You suck. He did it. Uh, One of the rules we didn't mention at the beginning is if one of us named a belt that somebody else had on their list, it comes off their list. No do-overs, no repeats. That's right. I forgot to mention that. That's true. But for, for me, it, it's, it's got international prestige. I mean, when you've got people like Antonio Inoki as the first holder, but then you've got people like Vader and Shinsuke and Kenny and AJ Styles. I mean, it's, it's the best of international cross-promotion. And I think it's just, for me, IWGP is the legacy around it even more than the belt. Well, and, and because that was going to be my second pick, I will say uh, – there's something so special about even the design of the belt that it's, it's beauty in it, but it's also, it tells the history. It's like the Stanley mm-hmm. cup on yep. the sides. It has the names listed each. And if you go back, not only, uh, you know, there's, there's been some questions in its, in its history and, and how it's been passed down. But if you look at sort of the whole um, lineage, Kurt Angle has held it. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan has uh, essentially held it in, in the first tournament and Brock Lesnar, Mm-hmm. has held it as well although there's there's a little bit of a few hiccups there but yeah great pick matt all right you guys ready for this oh no 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 oh man that's right oh that's no right. My number two pick is the Million Dollar Championship belt. Put it around my waist. Uh, Love it. My number two pick. I mean, can you think of anything more evil? I, you know, <laughs> did, when, when his music would hit, when the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase's music would hit, it, it would just send 
I, you know, you'd almost get hives because he was so evil and he could just buy whatever he wanted. It was, he was the, he was a, such a great heel. I, I, I love the million dollar man. I love the million dollar championship title. That's my number, my number two pick. I think we should try to get million dollar man on, on the show. Everybody's uh, got a price. He, you know, he is, uh, he's someone who I think would, would dig our show. So, um, not just because we're wrestling fans, but because we're, we're three priests. So I, I think that would be fun to have him on. If we could maybe get him on, you know, it's a shot in the dark. Maybe we can email him and say, hey, what's up? The answer is always no if you never ask. That's right. That's right. Million Dollar Championship title belt is my number two choice. I've seen Virgil a few times. I think we could, we could probably get him too. Yeah, we could easily. <laughs> have a reunion show. Yeah. Uh, for my number two pick, uh since the iwgp championship is gone i think i have to go with another classic belt i think i have to go with one that spans uh which spans the globe in a, in some sense uh which has a long long lineage um and has a reputation for itself and a standard that it's supposed to set it's the workhorse belt it is the WWE Intercontinental Championship, mm. specifically that white strap. Oh, Maybe even the, the, the Cody design over the original yeah. uh, white strap. But I love me some, some Intercontinental Championship. I love a belt that has a personality. Yeah. That has a, the workhorse uh, understanding of what it should be. Made famous by Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, uh, and all the other great workers. But – Interestingly enough, its history, I think, makes it even more special. One by Pat Patterson uh, way back in the 70s where he united not, not the uh, UK and America, but actually the North American and South American titles. That's the intercontinental thing that we're talking about. Boom. Um, and, uh, and it's one that just has so much legacy and history. What do you guys think? Anybody had IC on their, on their, uh, on their board? Uh, I, I do love that one, but it was not on my list. Okay. All right. I had to, I had to make room for the million dollar championship title, you know, so. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Well, so then for my final pick. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I've, I've got two, I think, truly historic belts, uh, both with lineages that span the globe. And I'm gonna make a little bit of a turn here. Uh-oh. And it's one that I don't think is on your list, but I think should be. I think it's the best belt in all of WWE right now. It too is international, but man, is it gorgeous. It's the mm. crown jewel. Well, maybe I shouldn't say crown jewel, but it's <laughs> one of the best belts. In all of WWE. It's the uh, NXT UK Championship. Yeah. Uh, just a phenomenal design. I think it's the best belt of the modern era. Um, and I think it offers uh, the opportunity for the same kind of history that the Big Gold has created, that the IC Championship has created in moving around NXT uh, in a way we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good one. That's a really good, a beautiful, beautiful belt. Definitely caught my eye, for sure. I'm just glad with all that buildup, you didn't go 24-7. Yeah. 
Well, there's still time. Well, <laughs> yeah, Worth, Worth and I each have our remaining picks. <laughs> that shark might be the champion now. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so my third and final pick. I've been, I've been kind of going back and forth on this, and I had this on my list, and I think I'm going to switch my honorable, one of my honorable mention picks with this one. So my third and final pick is going to be one that neither one of you – I think I probably sent you a picture of it, but I don't think there's any way you would have picked it. It's the title from New South Wrestling here in Alabama. <laughs> Humongold. Okay. The, the Humongold. Have you guys seen the Humongold? I'm going to send you a picture of it. It looks – I believe you sent us it before. It looks – insane it is there's no need for this belt to be this big ever um but the humongold i'll be honest i don't really know the history of it i don't know a whole lot about it it's just big and it's gold it's humongold and that's my number three pick humongold way to go humongold from <laughs> from a shout out to new south wrestling they do shows here in in huntsville alabama uh, I'm going to go when COVID times settle down, but, uh, so, so, so we had big gold, 10 pounds of gold and now humongold. Now humongold. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. We'll post a picture and we'll, we'll tag new South wrestling because they have a Twitter. Go ahead and check them out. They get some, uh, some pretty good indie names come through. Um, and so check them out. Uh, and we'll post a picture of, uh, we'll probably post a picture of most, if not all of these. Oh yeah. Kind of, to yeah, kind yeah, of give yeah. you our lists. Um, and uh, and everybody will be able to vote on whose Trinity is best. Yeah, that's probably so, right. So you'll have to see him. But with that, Matt, finish us off. Last pick. Let's go, make it. I definitely know you're not going to expect this from me. <clears throat> My third one, I wanted to pick something that was out of the ordinary, not something that you would think is a classic design, not something that uh, even would come to mind when you're talking about great championship belts and it represented the attitude of the era that was going on in wwe i'm going with the hardcore championship oh matt. This, was, this was one of my honorable mentions it was one of my honorable mentions matt great pick really i love pick. it i love it because and for those that have never looked at it again we'll have pictures up but if you look yeah. in the background of the center the winged eagle has been smashed yes and it's kind of patched together piecework. And it's just like, we're just going to pick up pieces of all this stuff, throw it together. Here's a belt for people that are going to go in and basically beat the tar at each other with no rules. Here's your hardcore belt. And I think it, again, it matched perfectly, I think, the Attitude Era in WWE at that point. So that, that's, love, my, that's my third pick. I love that pick. I have to tell you, when, one of my favorite things was when I upgraded from the fanny pack to an actual toy version of the Winged Eagle. <laughs> and, uh, and then what I did when the Attitude Era hit was put a couple pieces of duct tape across the front and wrote hardcore. And it became <laughs> a hardcore title. And I loved it. It was, it's fantastic. Um, that's it's a, a belt with, it's a belt with personality. Yeah. You know, I love it. That's great. I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, perfect. That's a great third pick. All right, so we have honorable mentions. Do you guys have honorable mentions? If we do, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's, let's hit those just rapid fire, and then we'll do another rapid fire worst belts. 
Yes. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So, so let's do, um, Michael, let's just do the same order. Michael, hit your, hit your, um, your honorable mentions just rapid fire for us. Yeah, my two, uh, I was really, I mean, obviously, I love Pretty Platinum. I hope that name sticks, AEW, but it's just too new to make it on the Trinity. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of the most gorgeous designs I've ever seen. And the other one that was this close to getting in there was the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. It's a white strap, and you yeah. know I love that. And it's, it's made in 2008, and it's, um, its history is, uh, you know, fairly new, but it, it's one that's littered with real talent, real top-tier uh, stuff, that, you know, aside from MVP. Um, so, but he's, he's doing his thing. Yeah, MVP was the first Intercontinental, IWGP Intercontinental t- title holder, right? That's I right, found, the very first. Just, I just found that out. That's, that's awesome. Who knew? Now he's the CEO of the Hurt Business. Sure is. That's right. Um, so mine, uh, my honorable mentions were the, the IWGP IC title, um, the IWGP US title. I think that's a really cool design. I really like the red strap. I think Beautiful it looks belt. really cool. Yeah, really good. And the hardcore title belt. Those are my, um, those are my, uh, my honorable mentions. Matt, what about you? I only had two honorable mentions. Michael hit one of them uh, with the AEW title. Again, I love it, but it's, I think, too recent to go into a, any kind of legacy list. And the other is the NWA United States Championship. Yeah. I think that was oh, a pretty, okay. pretty slick belt, too. And again, yeah. it's just, you know, childhood attachment to it, watching these belts switching hands in front of a, a live studio audience week after week. It was just, uh, yeah. So those are my two honorables. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to do the worst belt. Just we're going to rapid fire these as well. Uh, let's go reverse order. Matt, you want to go first? Uh, you're going to have to skip me. I, I, I found something attractive in all of them. I couldn't find <laughs> anything that was like Matt just likes to find the good in everything. I just, well, I'm a priest. <laughs> He's I'm such a positive to. guy. Except for WWE booking. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to skip now and keep thinking right. while I listen to you all talk. That's fine. All right. Well, Mike, you have some, don't you? Oh, you know I do. Let's just go back and forth rapid fire at each other until we're done, okay? All right. Hit me. All right. My first number one pick uh, for worst title belts is the Fiend Universal title. Oh, <laughs> yeah. great pick. Yeah. There you go. Not going to argue there. Okay. Uh, my number one would probably be the Jeff Hardy TNA World Championship, which was a purple mask. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of like The Fiend. I mean, just they unveiled it, and it was like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is that? Jeff Hardy being Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Uh, my number two is the blue universal title. Oh, blue the over current, red? The current blue universal title. I would rather have red than blue. I just think blue looks not great. Well, I will just go throw it back then and say the jelly belt. Yeah, the red <laughs> universal title. So really, three of our first four picks are all universal title design. <laughs> because, because it's not right. only that it's the universal, it's not only because the design is crappy, but like, yeah, the universal title is the worst title in all of professional wrestling right yeah. now. It was cursed from the day it was born yeah. with Finn Balor getting hurt after claiming it, and it just hasn't gotten better since. All right, yeah. go. All right, so number three worst title uh, design for me was Daniel Bryan's Eco Belt. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't like it. I thought it was, 
I mean, and obviously that was the point. You weren't supposed to like it. You were supposed to like the old one. That was, he was doing heel stuff with that, right? So, but I still stand by it. And you know, they still sell it on the WWE shop. Hey, is money still green? <laughs> Talk well, about environmentally friendly. Fair point, but who's <laughs> going to buy the fake hemp belt for $300? Not me. Yeah, not me. Not uh, me. I will say my next pick is the WWE Divas Championship, which featured the butterfly. The butterfly, that was my last one. Ugh, that was my gross. last one. And like, come on. I mean, I know we've come a long way in the women's revolution, uh, but we had to come a long way from the butterfly. The butterfly was just not good. It was not, not good. good. Not good. That's all I had. I had my last one was the the Divas belt too. I Matt, you got one because I, I got I got a couple more. Yeah. I did think of one I'm going to throw in. I don't know if you guys will remember this, and I had to look it up just now because it was in the back of my mind, and I thought I was making it up, and sadly I wasn't. Do you remember in 2002 when Tommy Dreamer had the hardcore title in WWE, but it was the New York hardcore title that looked like a license plate that had been smashed, and then the Bradshaw got it, and it became the Texas hardcore title? That's Yes, I do remember that. I don't even it, think it was smashed. I think it was just the – it was just there, right? Yeah, it was a New, a New York license plate on a belt that Tommy Dreamer wore when he carried his kendo stick. I thought I had dreamed that. I looked it up because I thought, no, that can't be a real memory. Sadly, it is. So that, that's my honorable mention is the, the New York hardcore belt. You thought you had Tommy Dreamered that. <laughs> oh, uh, no good. Okay, so I'll say my last two. Yeah, just hit us with it. Is the Rated R Superstar Spinner Belt. Oh! Oh! Uh, clearly they were keeping the john cena theme going i didn't hate the spinner as much as everybody else but when they just sort of inserted a card that said rated r superstar and <laughs> let it let it spin a bit um just ridiculous just ridiculous <laughs> and then and then finally i don't know if you guys um i don't know if you guys remember this but it was uh i, I think it was Michelle McCool, perhaps. I, I don't remember who exactly held it, but it was the women's title that was smashed in half and each, uh, each woman got half of the title and they held it. Uh, like, I'm, I'm going to send you a picture because of it right that now. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's, it's so odd. And, and they're literally just holding half a title. It's very biblical. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, the, the wisdom of Solomon is not in WWE booking. That's weird. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, just all the way around, those are no good. Oh and God. you see that what I'm saying? It's so ridiculous. What in the world? <laughs> just ridiculous. And then the, the last one is that is so stupid. I can't believe they did that. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I interrupted you with my laughter. No, the the last one I'll say it was the WWE ECW title because one, it was just a big silver hunk of junk, and then two, it was the WWE ECW title, which was just a not silver hunk of junk. Right. I liked the the original ECW title. Absolutely. That was great. Good looking. Um, all right, so that's our Trinity List segment for this week. Trinity titles the trinity of titles i think is what we'll call it um we're gonna post the lists of these like we said you'll be able to vote on which one you think is the best and you'll also be able to add your own 
which ones make your Trinity list? Which ones uh, do you disagree with on our part? Um, I think there's only like a couple of things left that Michael usually gives us at this point in the show, right? Before we sign off of here. Michael, is it time for? It's the heat of the week. Heat of the week. What you got? ears. <laughs> so this, this week's heat of the week uh, features Vince McMahon. No, it's not uh, all of the fans yelling at him over retribution. It's actually heat between him and former presidential candidate Andrew Yang, who has promised, if elected or added to uh, Joe Biden's campaign, he will work to root out the archaic ways of the WWE. So get ready for some of that. Um, could be interesting. Maybe we'll get, uh, uh, we'll, you know, we'll work ourselves into a shoot and we'll see uh, uh, Andrew Yang out at WrestleMania. Wow. So not, not only is that, that, well, that does it for our Heat of the Week uh, segment. <laughs> Never thought Andrew <laughs> Yang would make it onto the podcast, but here we are. But here he is. Um, we now move to our International Wrestling Minute. Yeah. Uh, as we go across the pond, uh, all the way past where you think we're going, to Japan, to New Japan Pro Wrestling, where the G1 is currently taking place. It's the 30th anniversary of the G1. And right now, uh, we have a couple leaders currently with four points in the A block, Will Ospreay, Taichi, and Jay White. And then in the B block, somehow, Juice Robinson and Yano. And Juice Robinson came out looking weird. And that was our International Wrestling Minute, I think under a minute. Finally... Perfect. Let's talk indies, boys. Talking indies. <laughs> We're talking indies. Let's go. Uh, not much going on in the indie world. However, over on Impact, the Good Brothers. You remember them? I do remember them. Former Bullet Club stable, former they're, they're uh, millionaires who then got dumped by uh, Vince McMahon, which Andrew Yang will work to stop happening. They have been given their own variety show on access TV. So all of the tens of tens of tens of people who watch impact wrestling will now get to see the good brothers variety show on access, which, you know, is exciting. Yeah. It's not their fault that only like a dozen and a half people watch impact is because no one has access. They don't have access to to access. access. Exactly. You you're you got what I'm saying here. That's what that's why we're such a great team here at the Gasset Club. But just, that exactly. But that was talking indies. Unless you guys have anything else, I'm all wrapped up. I don't. I got nothing else. Uh Matt, you got anything? No, I'm tapped out. Uh see what I did there? Oh, oh. <laughs> this is a real punny show so far. Uh, <laughs> on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye good night oh we got to promote ourselves follow us on twitter at cassock club c-a-s-s-o-c-k-c-l-u-b no spaces all lowercase that's right if you want to deal with email cassock club at gmail.com and we're very active on there love to hear from folks love to have exchanges love to follow and love to be followed so hit us up i'm sure we'll be 
live tweeting during SmackDown and during Clash of Champions on Sunday. So interact with us. Tell us what you think. Begin. Make sure to vote on our Trinity list. That's right. Vote on our Trinity list. And um, yeah. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, not only uh, subscribe on any of the platforms. That's right. But on, but on Apple, subscribe uh, and leave us a review. Like, subscribe, rate, follow, download, listen, all that good stuff. Do it all. Do it all for the Cassette Club. And remember, some clubs have too many leaders in Japan. Some clubs leave Japan and become undisputed, at least for a while. But the Cassette Club is for life. For life, baby. For life. Check y'all next week. See you then. <laughs>